Listeners be advised. The Holiloquy podcast discuss matters related to the human experience and many that are sexual in nature. Due to this, some conversations may surround triggering topics such as sexual violence, self-harm, abuse, and much more. Please be advised, a list of crisis and psychological resources will be available in the show notes of this episode. With that said, let's get started with the show. Ladies and gentlemen, may I have your attention please as we go through the following safety instructions. In the event that there is a loss of cabin pressure, oxygen mask will drop from the overhead. Place the mask over your nose and mouth. Breathe normally as oxygen is flowing even if the mask is not Be sure to adjust your own mask before helping others. Hello, 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 everyone. Welcome to the Holy Loki Podcast, where we step out and speak on sexuality. This is your favorite host, Vernon T. Scott, also known as Slater Jackson, and for you freaky motherfuckers out there, Sebastian's Adams. Today's episode, we will be talking about mental health and relationships, y'all. Like, am I depressed? Am I going through some things that might be considered a traumatic uh, incident? Am I obsessing over something? Do I have OCD? Do I have ADHD? Technically, I do. Uh, What kind of traumas is going on in my life? What is self-care? Like, this is what this episode is going to be about. Of course, not necessarily what I just said. It's going to be some other thing. But to join me in this conversation, I have Fortis on the line once more. Hello, good sir. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. How about yourself? Doing well, doing well. So um, as, uh, you know, with this being the new season, and I like to uh, make sure at least on those first two episodes that I have my guests on that they do introduce themselves so the uh, audience will know who they are. Look, after this point, if y'all be like, who's this Fortis person? Just go back to the older episodes. Go back to last season. Catch up. Look, we love to have you here. Join the Patreon where everything is like in categories. If the Patreon's still around because I saw some things that was a little bit sketchy. If if the Patreon's not around, the OnlyFans is going to be around. That's all <laughs> I'm saying. Um, but as of right now, join the Patreon. Everything is like so much more simplified. Like if you have a favorite person that you enjoy, like if you love Fortis a lot, you only want to listen to Fortis's content, there's a tag for all of all of his all of his episodes. So there you go to make everything great for y'all. Um, so Fortis, who the fuck are you? Well, thank you so much. Uh, my name is Fortis, and I'm just basically here just to be here for support and just offer guidance to anybody who's in need of it. Oh, yes. You better support. Support beam, y'all. I have no idea why I said support beam. That was so fucking lame. <laughs> you know what? This episode is over. I'm going to go sit in the corner, grow mushrooms, and just be like, and be sad. And if you don't get that grow mushrooms, um, that grow mushrooms, like, I forgot the word. Damn. Damn. But if you don't know what that means, that means you do not watch enough anime for me. And you need to do better. Do better. Get on my level. And to specifically uh, highlight uh, uh, an anime that does the growing mushrooms very well, Oran High School, Host Club. There you go. Tamaki Senpai. Love it. Okay. Sorry. 
I'm all off topic. Mental health and relationships. <laughs> I'm back. So, Fortis, to start this conversation off, uh, one of the things that we were talking about in the intake meeting is self-care within um, uh, the, the relationship. What does self-care mean to you? What does that look like for you? And uh, if you were to be in a relationship, what do, will you still value self-care as much? That's a very good question. To me, I perceive self-care as a way of maintaining your vibe, maintaining your very essence that makes you you, that makes you part of the world. I think anything that complements your best attributes and also your worst attributes, because you have to embrace your shadow side, because oftentimes your shadow side is what brings out the bright, brightest, the brightest light in you. So that's what a lot of people don't realize. So to me, I do feel like self-care is just a way of reconnecting with yourself. And being th- with yourself through thick and thin is all about unconditional love, unconditional love, unconditional honor and everything like that. You have to honor and cherish yourself through thick and thin. That's mm. how I see self-care. It is all about yourself. It's a, it's time to be selfish. That's how I see it. Ooh, because God, cause God didn't push you on this earth to serve anybody else. You have to serve yourself in order to help others. Mm. So be your true self. That's how I feel with self-care. See, I, I, child, I said this on another episode. Oh, child, I'm shaking because a word was just dropped. I need my fucking tamarind, Lord. I need to go ahead and buy that thing so I can start shaking that motherfucker. Oh, child, you trying to take us to church today. Hold up. <laughs> and it is a Friday, Lord. The Lord <laughs> said, does not matter what fucking day it is, I will come to you any hour, any minute, any second of the day. I am here with you. Oh, my. Oh, God. Jesus. And yes, I said, I, I know I said motherfucking in the Lord <laughs> the same sentence. Y'all don't judge me, judge your daddy. I don't give a damn. Oh, I might be somebody's daddy. Jesus. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> but yes, I love what you said there. And I, I I agree with that 100%. You do have to serve yourself. You do have to be selfish at times because if you're not together, you cannot be to, you cannot be there for anybody else. Like even from my own history of uh, how I used to give so much of myself that I literally lost who I was like the imposter syndrome was way too strong. Um, But I also love that happened because I had to forget myself just to know how great I am. Um, So that was one thing I am grateful for from that journey. (laughs) But having, having that, making time for for myself um making sure that i reserve my time for me and whenever i do give that time to other people i still have ownership of that time that time frame because i can end anything whenever i want to end it and and still feel comfortable with that and not beat myself up over it and I think about when it uh because you know within like relationships because I had this conversation with uh some friends in the past who was like I can't I don't feel comfortable with being selfish in my relationships and I'm like but you need to be like Mm -hmm. it's it's okay for you to be selfless with your partner but if you're constantly being selfless for your partner when are you going to make the time for yourself and when is your partner going to step up to the plate for them to do things for themselves as well because they also have to be in a space where they have to refill themselves in order for them to give to you but if they're constantly taking for taking from you then they they don't see the they don't they won't ever value you in the sense 
because you're providing them with the free energy here. Like they're not doing anything for you and you're still giving, 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 giving. Mm -hmm. So where's that? Where are you going to find your true value? Where are you going to find your true worth in that relationship? If you don't take that time to just like, you know what? I'm going to block my energy, conserve my energy until I want to provide that to you. And I want you to accept that. But on the same token, I do want to receive some from you too. Right. Exactly. That is the truth. So you, mm-hmm. no, no, keep going. No, keep going. Uh, so what are some of the things that you personally do uh, for self-care practices? So for self-care practices, I put a lot of emphasis on food mm-hmm. or diet. Let me just say this. Diet cannot just only be limited to food. It can be to the music, to the TV shows, to to anything that you put within yourself. Mm. People got to realize, like, you are what you listen to. You are what you eat. You are what you breathe. So anything that you and you are what you speak. So anything Mm. that you project onto the world is just a reflection of what's going on within you. Mm. So you have to be careful of that. Be mindful. For me, I love writing. I love writing stories. I also do journal problems. I like to write. I like to write. It helps me like reflect. It's my way of doing a level of reflection for myself. That also, because I'm a person who's an introvert, so oftentimes I don't really like to disclose too much about myself. I like to take out the time, be vulnerable with myself. I see the journal as a first of you know a one-on-one conversation with myself and God. So I feel like that's the one one of my self-care ways, my self-care methods. My second will be meditating. I think meditating is a very vital component in really addressing self-care because you have to realize that the mind can be also tense at times. It's just not your body. Your mind can be full of become full of tension because all those thoughts that's amplifying in your head, they got to find a way to actually get out. You have to let them release those thoughts, but also try your best not to get too attached to those thoughts because some of those thought patterns are not actually you. Mm. They're just actually things that were actually taught from the outside world. So I think that's another thing to reflect on. And also, you know, active and passive meditation, like there's two types of it. So you can like, if you want to do a passive meditation, you Passive meditation, just sit there and just lie down and close your eyes and just think about, just breathe, do mindful breathing. Active meditation, if you love drawing, coloring, or even just playing sports, simply just doing that is a form of meditation because you're actually putting a focus into a particular subject that you love, that you love to do. And that will kind of reduce the focus. Now, also, what else would be? I think food is very important. Like I said, food. I like. I personally don't like to eat meat. I just try to consume vegetables and fruit and drink a lot of water. You got to stay hydrated mm. because your body, that's the number one thing. Keep hydrated, being hydrated. Because I like trying herbal teas and stuff like that. And also, I would also say that I ain't going to lie to you. You know, another way that I do self-care is like buying personal care products. I ain't going to lie to you. <laughs> I do like personal care products. I don't know. Personal care products just make me feel special in some ways because I like smelling good. I like lotions, creams, and also cologne and stuff like that. So anything that's going to help me smell good, I'll be good with that. Because like I said, vanilla is one of my favorite scents, and that it does keep me calm. So anything with vanilla, I'm happy. Mm. So it keeps me real calm. And also, spend time out in nature. Now, I know everybody don't like nature, and that's cool. That's completely fine with me. But I do like being around water and, like, around trees and animals. I like that. Mm. And also, there's a, a whole lot of things. And I, I'm not going to lie to you. I am a bit of a hermit. 
So I don't really like being around people. So I think I need time to myself because I don't like being around a lot of people. I need time to myself. So that's what my self-care thing regimen is. See, you you, you speaking words to I'm telling y'all, I'm going to get this uh I was I was about to say vibrate the Lord. Jesus, that's not that's not what we're doing today, Lord. That's not what we're doing. Uh that tambourine. <laughs> you know what? I'm gonna get a uh, tambourine shaped like a uh, a vibrator. Mm-hmm. Well, well, well actually no, I wanted to say this. I hate to disturb body. So there was a therapist that actually suggested um vibrators. You know, you can use things like that to reduce anxiety. The Holiloquy podcast focuses on the variability of sexual expression. When it comes to sexual expression, we often depend on pornography to illustrate how one must perform sexually. For those who have not learned this by now, the stuff you see in porn is not real. Pornography provides a singular perspective of sexual expression that is not often the reality we see during our own sexual encounters. The Holiloquy Podcast is a conversation that takes you outside of the compressed box of what many know about sex. Some of the topics we discuss include kinks, condom usage, status disclosure, and past sexual experiences. The Holiloquy Podcast steps out on sexual norms and recognizes that the norm is not the only normal. Subscribe today and join the conversation. vibrators you know you can use things like that to reduce anxiety mm-hmm. especially if you have a remote control so i i personally have tried it myself and i loved it Ooh, yes see another part of self-care like mm-hmm. uh i i love that you mentioned you know being out in nature and even because uh, that's one of the things that i do for self-care like uh, i go to um pretty much the river um uh, watch some water go or just just take a walk outside that's something that helps me stay centered um i enjoy like like uh, when it when i'm practicing my self-care i might even um do some draw drawings i might write i might um work in my journal oh speaking of journals shameless plug moment um the sexual exploration journal um, by this point, when this episode release is out, you can find it on Slater's Playhouse, um, and the links the links will be in the show notes. Everything's in the show notes, people. But yeah, if that's something that you may want to uh, look into, definitely get a get one. Um, and it's also in a very equitable equitable way. So if you don't have the funds to like pay for it, like $25 for like the hardback, there's a paperback. And if the paperback is too expensive, there's a digital copy that you can just um, get for $5, print it out at home and still enjoy the journal. So look, I'm thinking about everybody. Um, but <clears throat> outside of that, like uh, other things that I do for like self-care, I will, I like, like in the morning time when I wake up, up because I already know I don't want to uh, talk to people, see people. Uh, I just lay in bed for a little while and probably breathe some, probably close my eyes back or just stay in bed and look at the sky or something like, uh, well, the ceiling, like 
that helps me stay centered in the morning. Uh, and I love that you mentioned not wanting to be around people because look, people got way too many uh, different energies and I don't be wanting to be around that all the time. I, I, I love the extroverts who can do that. Uh, I'm an introvert. I cannot. I cannot. I love my me time. I love my space to myself. I love not having to give my all to anything, any person, uh, anything like that. I love that I can put my energy back into myself. Uh, that helps me sustain my mental health. But like having a good having multiple things to do for self-care is wonderful. I know some people may just have one thing uh, and that's perfectly fine. Like if you just, if meditation is your one and only um, self-care thing, go for it. Enjoy your meditation. Love it for you. Another um, part of my self-care is listening to music. Like if, if I have like the Friday off and I kind of want to get uh, a little bit of tipsy and you know I got my homegirl Stella with me and her best friend Taylor and we just mixing some shit and drinking and shit I'm listening to music and vibing out and having a good little buzz sometimes I don't need those um, two to be with me I'll just you know listen to music and just vibe and chill that helps me stay centered um other things is like what playing video games it's a it's a lot to self-care but you have to find the thing that is best for you like one of the things i had to tell one of my um, um best friends from high school is like sometimes self-care looks toxic and uh and i mean toxic to other people like if if you because self-care in a sense sometimes have to have some sort of pleasure if that means once a month you're going to be out here binging netflix for a full 72 hours do that mm -hmm. that keeps you energized and prepared for the next month do what you need to do that is your time for yourself that is your time to recuperate that is your time to rebuild yourself from somebody else they might think oh how can you be in the house for 72 hours watching netflix that is unhealthy that is this that and the third mind your fucking business because this is helping me stay centered this is helping me stay sane this is helping me you know have the energy to make it through another month so do whatever helps you feel good uh and to find that take the time to understand what makes you feel good and please do not make sex a part of like your main source of self-care i say that because there's uh, as a society we are extremely hypersexualized uh are just hypersexual and there are some people who only use sex to uh like cope with whatever emotional issues they're going on because they don't want to deal with their emotions uh help them with stress help them with so many uh facets of their lives sometimes you can you can use sex for like self-care but don't let that be your only source of self-care find other fun activities to do find other things that provide you uh, with pleasure if you don't have anything at this point explore find something, go on TikTok and uh, look up different things that you can do, whatever the case is. Uh, like one of the things I'm going into like to start learning is doing 3D modeling, like with uh, clay, clay molds, because I like 3D modeling. So like find something new people. <laughs> mm -hmm.
another thing that we talked about in the um, intake meeting was emotional manipulation and how that can uh, how that takes place within um, like either a relationship or uh, even uh, like like a romantic relationship in workplaces and stuff like that. Um, be it you know somebody holding resources over your head, finances. So what what is your stance or what is your feelings about emotional uh, manipulation within a relationship? Emotional manipulation, I would say, is one of the epicenters of downfall of many relationships itself. And I'm just saying, like, it doesn't even have to be with just one party. It can be both parties. Mm. Because from my standpoint is, and just from personal experience, some people use emotional manipulation to play that victim mentality. Mm. Some people are the perpetuators, and they utilize that opportunity just to overpower that person. Mm. As a person, I'm speaking from both standpoints, because I feel like in some ways I have perpetuated emotional manipulation myself. And that was just a defense mechanism to prevent from anyone trying to harm me in the past. Mm. And I would say another way was when I was also the victim, I would often use, use emotional manipulation as a way to really kind of empower myself. But what from what I feel with emotional manipulation within itself, I just feel like it's one of those things you have to learn how to channel in a very effective manner. And what I mean by that is you can find ways, healthy coping mechanisms to actually replace those negative tendencies. Mm. If you want to try to get positive things out of certain situations, you're going to have to make sure you do something, do it in a way that's not going to cause any harm to yourself or to the other person. Mm. I feel like in many ways we do manipulate. We manipulate the system. We manipulate people just to get what we want. But there is a strategy behind how we're supposed to do it. If you do it in a manner that is very beneficial on both parts so that nobody won't get hurt, I don't see where it's toxic. Mm -hmm. So I try to look at it from a, it's it's really, how do I say It's a double-edged sword. Mm. You just have to be careful on how you basically practice it. See, I, I, I get you there because it's like um, I, the thing that um, came to my mind, this was uh, more in relation to like sex, like mm-hmm. whenever, um, like, let's say if I'm not into a certain thing, uh, if someone were to try to coerce me into wanting to be in uh, into that, even though I've said multiple times, it's just not for me, mm-hmm. then is like that is more of that negative and more toxic side of that uh, manipulation. But let's say if uh, I'm having a conversation with somebody and uh, we just list out everything that we're all into and there's uh, one thing that's on there that I'm not into and there's one thing that I'm into that they're not into, just having that mutual agreement, okay, cool, you're not into that, then I'm still comfortable with engaging in this sexual encounter, but just know that this thing that you're looking for, I'm not comfortable with. Is that, are you, are you still interested in meeting up at that point? Uh, And and it's not necessarily, you know, manipulation at that um, point. It's like coming to a common ground on, you know, where you can go with this. Or if you know, like, oh, um, my partner, loves it when I bring them gifts and oftentimes when I do that they show their appreciation by um, giving me time to myself or uh, taking me out on a date or even you know having sex so let me do this um, so that I can get this Uh, and it's not necessarily you're taking advantage of them you're just giving giving them that gift 
because one, you, I'm going to assume they're doing that out of love, um, but you also get that additional benefit of what they usually do after you um, provide them with that gift. Uh, and I think that will be a, an additional way of looking at how you can manipulate without it being toxic or hurting mm -hmm. a person. Right. That is very accurate. You were very right about that. Like, um, another thing, uh, well, this is not necessarily with, uh, well, what, this is still within um, manipulation. Uh, I kind of glossed over it earlier, but like having the financial means or having control of the finances and how some people use that or even resources use that as a way to control others, meaning I'm the breadwinner of the house. So you do as I say, or uh, I, I'm the one that cooks, cleans and all this other stuff, um, regardless of who's paying for the food or whatever. If you don't act right, you're going to go hungry, that kind of thing. Um, what is your stance on financial manipulation or that that portraying or that existing within relationship. I'm gonna be honest with you. So with that whole entire experience, I actually had I was living in a household that was basically like that. Mm -hmm. My parents, my I know my mom for a fact had definitely endured that. And that's one of the worst worst situations that you can ever be in. Because in a sense you are disempowered from your own level of independence. Mm. And so I do feel like that is toxic in many ways. And this is where I would say this is how I have tried to see it from both perspectives, mm -hmm. because I feel like during those times, those times of struggles, I feel like there is a way that you can somewhat manipulate people into trying to convince them and what they're doing is wrong. Mm. That's why I have a very dualistic view on manipulation, because you can manipulate, you can use that form as a way to turn it around and reverse it. So with that being said, I do feel like financial manipulation is one of the worst things that can ever occur. But I definitely don't think you should let that disempower you. Empower, let that empower you and motivate you to become more self-reliant. Because that is one of the ways that I look at it. But for anybody who's going to that personally, I just hope that they can find their faith, have faith within themselves to like just know that you are worth it and you don't have to deal with other people mad. Because mm -hmm. at the end of the day, God put you on this earth. And just because you may be born to certain people or you're around certain people, that does not mean they can dictate what you're going to be with your final destination. Mm -hmm. So with that being said, do what you have to do to get out of that situation. Trust and believe me, when there's a will and there's a way, I always live by that motto. That's one of my mottos. Amen, amen, amen. Where the fuck is the tambourine? Where is the tambourine? Okay. But like, uh, when you were talking about, you know, have, you know, have someone, you know, having that power over you um, to like strip you of those resources, I started to think of like political things. And I know this is not a political podcast, people. I, I know, I know. Um, but I, I was thinking about that. And like, even when it comes to like how gas prices was higher and how food prices is going higher. And then at the same time, we have an abundance of like food being produced throughout this country and whatnot. <laughs> Yet we have so many people that are hungry or um, poor, broke, um, financially insecure. A lot of things just don't have the money to make ends meet. 
Uh, and it's just like when I, when I think about how uh, many of us live in situations where we do have to depend on uh, like governmental resources or even family or depend on jobs just to make sure that we can like have food on the table. It just, it makes things feel so restrictive. Uh, it makes things feel so unsafe that I do have to survive every single moment, every single day. Every time I breathe, it's a breath of survival in a sense. And I, I hate that for a lot of a lot of us. And like you were talking about with individual situations, for people who might be in like an abusive relationship, how um, they feel as though if they were to leave that situation, everything is going to be gone. Um, their, their livelihood, if, it, if there's children, their children might be the thing that's going to be, going to be uh, the thing that they lose, or just even their sense of self and normalcy, because the unknown is one of the scariest things that we all know about. Because we don't know what tomorrow is going to bring. We just hope it's something positive. We just hope it's a better day. But we don't know that for a fact. So some people really are afraid of tomorrow. Some people are afraid of the next five minutes the next second because we don't ever know exactly what the future is going to hold uh we don't even know what today is going to hold because anything can happen at any given second uh, of course not to alert or like um uh, make anyone like oh my god <laughs> but it's just the reality well, many of us do fear that unknown aspect of life um, but sometimes it is definitely worth it to step out and just be willing to fend for yourself in a sense um, to figure out what that unknown is to embrace tomorrow as though it's going to be good and know it's going to be good um, like every night I go to sleep uh, even though people say tomorrow's not promised I go to sleep with the idea that I will be waking up in the next morning because I want to wake up the next morning if it doesn't happen oh well but the goal is of me going to sleep is that I will be accomplishing my goal when I wake up. <laughs> so it's like, that's one of the things that keeps me energized and that keeps me motivated uh, and to lessen my fear of what the unknown may be. Uh, and also having that faith in myself that I will be okay regardless. Um, and that's even going back to that self-care kind of, uh, kind of thing. Uh, I remember I was even in a space where I, uh, I said this to uh, my therapist, like uh, uh, she was like, okay. Cause I used to be really, really, really big on self-care and mm -hmm. uh, I was, she was like, okay, so do you have, uh, are you taking like a time, a day, you know like focus on yourself and I literally was like well I just don't have any time for myself <laughs> and I just said that bluntly and after that I I had to sit in that I'm like wow I literally just said I don't have time for myself but I'm making all this time for other people that doesn't seem right right so and like, you have to oh yeah. no what were you saying no, and I mean, you really have to make that point realization because when you start realizing that, that's when stuff gets real. That's when stuff starts hitting the fan. So I definitely get you on that point. Mm -hmm. uh, now, um, 
another thing that we did talk about, because uh, we're, we're getting close to the end of the episode, um, but I do want to uh, hit these last two topics. So we talked about the differences between um, generations, like the older generation and the generations that's out here in these streets today. Uh, like, and one of the main things that we talked about is how our grandparents weren't in therapy and how that that aspect brings us in a completely different mindset than where our, our grandparents and ancestors were uh, throughout, you know, you know, their times and our time. So what what are some of the differences between the older generation uh, or even the advantages and disadvantages of being in therapy uh, as it relates to relationships between the generations? Um, so with the advantages of having therapy, correct? Mm-hmm. So I would say in one aspect, I think I think one many reasons why they have been me personally, I think from per from just observing. I think, unfortunately, a lot of our ancestors and our older family members of those generations were not fully equipped financially. Mm-hmm. So that's why they didn't put much emphasis on it. And I think that's why they utilize different other ways to kind of help build that level of resilience. Because what I do admire from those gener- older generations was that they were resilient because they had faith. They, had, they put a lot of emphasis on faith. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what really carried them along the way as far as that so maybe that's why they really didn't put much emphasis on therapy that's what that's how i see it because that's why i noticed those patterns with certain family members mm-hmm. but i also will also, i will also say that to some degree though i have seen where it had an inverse impact because there are some people that feel like that is uncommon that is something that's not should be something that people should be so willingly to talk about with a stranger mm. and what a lot of people don't generally realize is that when you're going through personal issues that's mental, that's re- that's very exhausting on those levels, you have to be able to tell somebody from an unbiased perspective because an unbiased perspective is the best medicine that can provide you the clarity that you need. Because the more that you try to take on the devices of other people's perspective, you're going to always going to be relishing on those negative aspects because you're going to be criticizing yourself. That's where that negative inner voice comes in because you're listening to people that have not taken out that investment in themselves. Mm-hmm. There are some people that don't really invest in themselves to really think that therapy is worth it. Or better yet, they just don't feel like self-care is worth it overall. So the best way that they usually do it is by projecting it. Mm-hmm. But I will say the advantages of having therapy now, and I like just having it now, I would say it's just being open to getting help from the outside sources. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of people don't realize, like, just because you have family, that does not mean they're always going to be supportive. Mm. Even if you want to see the best, if you want to see the best in them, you may want to see the best in them, but they are always going to try to find the ways to see worth the worst in you. So it's up to you to find the best way to address those issues. Exactly. Exactly. Like uh, I was thinking about like <clears throat> the, the the one of the main differences uh, that I see because I, I was you know raised in it in some sense that you know you handle issues in ha- in house and don't bring any outside factors to fix fix things but when do you get to a point where you realize working on everything in house is not fixing the real problem because i if i have a if i live in a box and uh, my box tears then clearly i have to go outside of my box so i can get some tape to repair whatever the fuck 
happen to it because the tape is not already there. So that's essentially what a lot of people have to think about when it comes to whatever the hell is going on within their families. Like if you don't have the tools to fix the problem at home, you have to go outside the home in order to find the solution, to find the tools that you need to fix everything. Uh, and I, like when when it comes to like many like older generations in their relationships, and I um, remember seeing all these you know posts about oh my grandparents um, were together for forty plus years and uh, they never had a divorce or anything like that, and I'm like I'm happy for that for them because look I I know some uh, older couples who've been together for like longer than that like 50, 60 years, and they love each other healthy relationship and it's great and it's beautiful and I love that for them so much but mm -hmm. that doesn't necessarily mean for the other people who've been in relationships for that long that was actually a productive and loving relationship because when you think about think about what was going on in those times, you had shotgun weddings that were going on. You had people who um, just settled for a partner um, just so that you know they can have somebody. You had a lot uh, increase in uh, spousal abuse going on during those times. You had a lot of trauma that was going on within the families. You had uh, systems and legal practices that literally said that a husband can rape his wife because she's his property like <laughs> you have all these things going on that have were not really being addressed in a healthy way that uh, contributed to many of these uh, families being unhappy and the difference that you see today with a lot more people being open to talking about their issues talking about the uh, um, circular traumas that's going on within their families are just breaking generational cycles of trauma you have a lot more people who are willing to go into a relationship with partners that they connect with the most and not out of obligation just because right. this person's my baby daddy or my baby mama i'm not going to enter a full-on relationship with them and marry them i'm willing to be a parent to my child co-parent with their other parent, but I also know that me and this person, we don't hit it off. We're we're going to be fighting every single day. And because of that, that will bring a negative impact on my child. So I don't want that. I don't want that for my child. I don't want that for us. I want them to see a happy and loving family. I want them to see happy and loving loving co-parenting. Uh, and you also have those people who waited to find their partner and then, you know, start the family there. Like that would be one of the main differences from the uh, previous generation to this generation, uh, solely because we talk about mental health a lot more because um, many people were not recognizing um, the traumas that they were in prior to there being a lot more shows that literally pointed out, oh, this family's dysfunctions, is this, that, and the third. All these people with these baby mamas are baby daddies, DNA test this, DNA test that. Um, you know, Mari, um, what's the other one? Um, the paternity court. Springer, Jer Jerry, whatever his name is, Paternity Court, mm -hmm. Paternity Court. Oh my God, that show mm -hmm. is the best. Like right. it's it. My uh, my brother, I showed it to him once, and he was like, "Oh, this stuff is fake. This stuff is phony." I was like, "You say that, but you haven't seen the episode." He saw one episode. He was like, "Yeah, I still think this is fake." By the third episode, yeah, these people really are going through some things. <laughs> I was like, mm -hmm. "That's what happens when you go to the Paternity Court." She's trying to 
Hill not do this for a show. Yes, sure. there's some some crazy stuff that be going on to make it a good show, but she's really trying to fix families and doesn't yeah. even encourage people to be like, oh, y'all need to be married. Y'all need to do this. No, y'all make decisions that's right for y'all to make sure that y'all can parent this child or find the you know person to help parent this child so that they're surrounded by love. Right. Um, and even that show makes a, a drastic difference to uh, in how people parent compared to older generations because you can look at that as a resource of oh if i were to do this this is how my child will feel at an, as an adult i see this other um, guy on here who's uh, talking about how he was raised without a father and i'm feeling those um, those feelings too or i see this person this uh, woman saying how uh, she was out here in the streets enjoying herself having fun hooking up with multiple people uh and then had entered into this relationship with somebody they she backtracked with some one old partner and now they're here having this drama and there's insecurity doubt i can see how that can impact my future family if need be if that were to happen like shows like that give give is is making a difference in terms of how younger generations, um, the those who are still building, uh, are even, I would say it's even impacting some of the older generation too, based off of some of the conversations of these older people finally meeting children that they didn't know about, and it's been 50 years. Right. So I never yeah. Yeah. Like there's so much difference between the generations. Uh, and I, I'll have to say a vast improvement in a lot of spaces a lot of families is because a lot more people are being open and willing to go to therapy Mm -hmm. Um, if you're not at that point right now that's perfectly fine just know therapy works um now before we close out the episode and go into the uh never have i ever segment i did want to talk about the movie acrimony because that is a great film in terms of highlighting relationships, mental health. Uh, I will say over-exaggerate some of the mental health aspects somewhat, but, you know, it's Tyler Perry. He doesn't do anything the way it needs to be done half the time, but, you know, he does make some good films every now and again. Whatever. It's Tyler. But what what are your views on Acrimony? I definitely think Acrimony was a very much emphasized the need of being able to respect have more self-respect for yourself never put yourself never put yourself below someone who you never know that would change on you Mm. i do feel like that because it was when i saw the movie i had seen it twice and it was both times i'm not gonna lie to you it was hard for me to watch because seeing that particular character and all of what she invested in that person on an emotional level on a physical on a physical level on all levels i think it was just so draining to see a person who was losing themselves to someone who didn't respect or value them and i do feel like in some ways it was to the point where i think it was just a reflection of what's going on within my reality Mm. So I mean, in some ways, it was very telling on how sometimes you have to take for some form of accountability because I do see her perspective. I do feel bad that she went through what she went through. Mm-hmm. But I also see it from another view. Sometimes you have to take that, take your form of empowerment back and realize some people are not worth it. Take your power back because at the end of the day, that care, that husband that she had, the ex-husband that she had needed him, needed her more than she needed him. Mm. 
And that's one of the things people have to realize. It is it's, it's easier said than done, but once you realize that, I think you will become more able to take the world, take over the world just through that. Mm-hmm. But it's, it was just mm-hmm. like uh, I, I love what you just said there. Uh, like I hate that she was painted as the villain in that film and Mm -hmm. um the reason why is because like yeah he he got the money he uh ended up you know being successful off of his idea Uh, of course she like divorced him or whatnot and this now everything wants to happen good for him and then you know he finds this other woman and then just like girl i don't know you like yeah i got money now i don't i don't owe you anything i don't owe you uh any of the money that i got from the success that you didn't help me get you didn't believe in me and all this other stuff but i'm like she she faltered at one point she 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 was at her breaking point and now she's being punished for having to be at the breaking point when you are the the cause and source of that like this is a a woman who funded your dream while working full-time even though he had you know did his things every now and again but he was mostly focusing on getting his his work out there uh, finally to get seen and uh, have value to like what his projects essentially but she was there supporting him uh, financially emotionally sexually all of these things she was there in his corner uh, and then at one point when she's just like i need you to step up and do something now she becomes the villain now mm-hmm. that he has the funds the the money and the new bay she's automatically the villain because oh he doesn't owe her a thing because he didn't get that money while she was in uh in the marriage with him it doesn't matter what what did she invest in him she invested 20 plus years in this man in his dream and yes she probably didn't see a dime but at the end of the day where would he be if it wasn't for her if she like if she removed herself from the situation and left him a lot sooner would he have been able to survive she brought them into that new home that they had outside of the trailer that they were staying in. I think it was a trailer. She did that for them. She built the foundations of their relationship. But now that he gets the money um, after the the divorce, oh, she's not entitled to anything. That, to me personally, doesn't seem fair because of all the emotional things in the buildup she put into him already. Oh, yeah, I agree with that. That's why I really find it hard to look at that movie. Mm-hmm. because it really made me feel some type of way because it really is putting on this narrative where if this is where I have a problem where they always put people, especially black people, the marginalized population like black people in crazy situations like this because they're demonizing us in ways that they make us bitter and angry. Mm-hmm. And, angry. and that's one of the reasons why I very much like watching that in some ways I did respect that movie into to some extent because it was just giving out just for emphasizing how sometimes it's not always best to be so invested in someone who does not have your main interest mm-hmm. because once, once again you can be so clouded in judgment that you don't even know what's good for yourself mm. 
So that's why I say, and I really hate that. And I definitely hated how she basically died because of her own poison. And mm-hmm. that basically her own poison was anger and bitterness. Mm-hmm. But once again, it was only, it was instigated by him. So had he maybe just become more respectful and appreciated her more than this would have happened. Exactly. Exactly. Like, uh, I would like to think that if I were in a similar situation, I would just be like, you know what? I left that. I'm glad that you flourished. Whatever. Mm-hmm. Fuck it all. I- I'm good. But I also feel as though on an emotional level, not to say I would be bitter, but mm-hmm. I would be feeling similar to how she was feeling because mm-hmm. it's like I, I invested in you. Like, <laughs> Like you, you over here finding investment capital. Cool, that's great. This yeah. is strangers who don't even fucking know you, uh, and you know, giving you money off of your idea. That's beautiful. That's great. But I invested in you on so many fucking levels that money cannot even buy. Like, and honestly, oh yeah, I know. And I would just say, honestly speaking, that she was just like, how can I say it? She was the water that gave that seed life. Honestly speaking, mm. so without water you will never be able to grow and flourish the way that he did the way he did in the beginning so mm-hmm. to speak so that's why i say really you can't you, he really couldn't have flourished without her mm-hmm. and I I, I I was listening to something I, I don't know if it was a podcast or it was on the radio and they were just like they feel nothing for her taraji's character because they they said that she didn't believe in his dream and i'm like when was she not believing in his dream like just because this one random chick who he met randomly on his uh, route gave him a tip that helped him flourish like i'm sorry again this random chick came at she was here in the fourth quarter (laughs) when we won the game she was not here playing uh, on that starting line she was not there she was not on these fucking courts she was on the bench somewhere she wasn't even on the bench she was out in the train she was in the fucking parking lot and pulled up and too many people got injured and we just like look you get on the court and she came on the court and then we won right but our star player is the person that just got injured <laughs> she replaced the star player and we're supposed to act like oh well she's uh the the new the new person off the fucking um bench or off, out in the audience is our mvp <laughs> That doesn't sound right to me. No, <laughs> never that that. And you're right about that. Like, I, I, it's it's, mm, it's so much to that, and the the like the mental toll that has to weigh on a person. That regardless of how much time you invested in the person, and for for the amount of money that he gave he uh, gained, what would it have hurt him to give her something of that? exactly i agree like anybody who thinks differently think about that what how would that have hurt him to have gave her anything and that she was just she was asking to be valued for her time Mm -hmm. of investing in him and he essentially was like girl you did nothing for me how is that really fair just because one person again in the fourth quarter was like we can win this game girl we we were already Eight points up. It's 30 seconds what? left. They not catching the fuck back up. They're not. This is, mm-hmm. I'm using basketball, y'all, because I know if this is football, it, it gets real real in situations mm-hmm. like that. But we won the game. Like we're we're doing this for show. Like you you you're just on the court, fam. You're just on the court. Stop it. Exactly. Who okay, let me calm myself down. Um <laughs> and you ready for a little bit of never have I ever? 
Oh yes. So um, I definitely do need to go back and rewatch the film. It has been like months, uh, probably years since I've seen it. So some of that might not be accurate. This is just what I remember from the movie. But if y'all have any comments, audience, feel free to share. Like I want to know your perspective. I welcome it all. Uh, we can even do a viewing party. Who knows? And we could talk about mm-hmm. it after that. Like that would be great. Okay. So never have I ever eavesdropped on someone else having sex. Oh no. Honestly, oh no. I feel weird when that uh, uh never. Uh I have. Um oh. and it was one of those situations, you know, being at hotels. Uh, and I was like, okay, knock, 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 knock. Oh, is this, is this a rhythm that I'm hearing? Okay. Rhythm, um, ear, is that, are they having sex over there? Oh, they are having sex. Yeah. You better fuck. Yes. One of those kind of situations. Not saying I was like all up in it and jacking off and shit. No, I was just like, I need confirmation. Like, is we fucking over here or no? I hope so. Mm. Right. I love it when people are fucking yes. But yeah. Uh I would say that's the only time I've eavesdropped. Um, like if I'm like at a hotel, if I'm at somebody's home, I'm not trying to no, no. Uh-huh. Cause that means I'm at like a friend or family member's house. I don't care what the fuck is going on behind those doors. I don't want to be in there. Uh-huh. Y'all got that. <laughs> um let's go with a sex question next okay have you ever had completely silent sex what was that like silent sex mm-hmm. um oh i think that was only one and how was it it was okay it wasn't bad it was very silent though <laughs> i just basically i ain't gonna lie to you so i think i was just it was a quickie situation. It happened in the morning time. And basically, it was just a situation where I was just up in the air, tooted up in the air, and it just guy just did what he had to do, and it was just, that's it. That doesn't sound pleasing. But, yeah, it really wasn't. I mean, I think he moaned a little, but I just, mm, it was very quiet. That's all I can say. <laughs> I, I've had silent sex. I, most of, actually, I have a uh, good number of uh, experiences with silent sex um, and it's because I, I I don't moan very often mm-hmm. uh, and well okay I take that back me being silent multiple <laughs> instances mm-hmm. uh, I haven't had too many where um, like both of us are silent uh, I did have that it was like I, I say once or twice where both parties are like silent i ain't necessarily feeling kind of way because you know me regularly being silent during sex and still receiving pleasure and it's right. pleasurable um but it, it was enjoyable for the both of us um uh, i had experiences where there were was not any moaning but you know gotta be quiet <laughs> situation so I've, I've definitely had uh, some of those um but yeah I, i'll say that that would be my my encounters there uh would you like another uh question oh yeah mm-hmm. all right so do you scheme up sexy role plays um do you have a character or alter ego you like to bring into the boudoir uh for special occasions um, unfortunately, I haven't met anyone to actually even consider that, honestly speaking. What? Well, yeah. 
have you well do you fantasize of doing something like that oh yes i have plenty of times on plenty of occasions i have it's just that it's so hard seeking seeing people actually willing to uh, do that because some people they like i said unfortunately i did not have most people that i have encountered they really didn't put much emphasis on it they were just a hit and quit situation unfortunately i get that i get that um i've i've had my fantasies of doing like sexy role plays i've also had fantasies of putting on like a full on scene like script and everything like we're here to act like what the fuck are you doing if you're not here for the fucking show like i need you to come in character um like i would be that one person who will be a, a sexy chubby ass um fine as fuck elf fucking an ogre like let's do this bitch like what what, what the fuck is going on <laughs> like, and see, that's something that would be very appealing i would actually love that and see some people dang oh like see. P- part of the reason why i'm learning how to do body painting is so that i can be a lot better with doing like cosplay related things uh so mm-hmm. i can do like a lot of sexual fantasy shit right dang it's sad that a lot of my creativity is going towards sex, but it's okay. <laughs> well, hey, uh, a lot of people don't realize that sexual energy is actually the creative energy. So, I mean, it goes ahead, so it goes ahead, hand in hand. So, you're good. You're right. You're right. Uh, but uh, on the other hand, like what you were talking about earlier, like finding mm-hmm. people who are willing and comfortable to doing doing something like that is hard because there's so many people who are only interested in the hit and quit situation. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, like, I need more people to think like a few steps ahead because it's mm-hmm. like these apps are great. They're fun to use to, you know, find somebody to hook up with. But what's the purpose of being on an app to find a new person every single day or every single weekend? Like, unless you're in Atlanta, this is possible, but you, you're going to get to a point where you run out of people. There's right. also a lot of fucking flakes and scammers in Atlanta. So if you, if you're <laughs> planning on going to Atlanta to hoe, be warned, there's a bunch <laughs> of flakes and there's a bunch of scammers. I'm going to leave it at that. <laughs> but like, um and fake profiles um but like why why constantly try to find new uh when you can have regular encounters with somebody and know that it's only going to be sexual like it's Mm -hmm. not going to be romantic it's just going to be us you know playing together and like let that be a thing like there's uh, someone here uh who uh i've hit up before and i was like i told them my intentions i was like i'm looking for someone to uh engage with sex on a regular basis and uh he was like yeah he even mentioned that well he was like well i'm a smoker is that fine i'm like i don't care what you do and he smokes black and miles and i was like oh i love the smell of black and wild so we're good so like we hooked up and then I'm thinking, okay, um, he's on the talking about, yeah, I'm free most weekends. So if you want to um, hook up more than once that uh, during the weekend, we can. So I'm like, okay, you're, sh- you're showing that your intentions are matching my intentions. So attempt to do that. We hooked up once um the like a couple days pass i'm like hey you trying to hook up again no response and i'm like mofo just say no if you're not like i'm not in love with you and then uh, a couple weeks pass and i guess they created a whole new profile or some shit we ended up uh chatting again and i'm like we're like i got your number like you 
you could have just texted me <laughs> to hook up and we ended up hooking up again and it's like do do i have to wait until every time you create a new profile for you to actually feel like cooking up again as though you're a whole new person like mofa nigga i know who the fuck you are like you can text me if you want to hook up we have each other's number like that stuff does not make sense to me like it, it, i even had an issue with that with my uh, actual regular at one point like fam we're not in a romantic relationship this is like you know strictly sexual like let it be oh. <laughs> <laughs> like it's, oh, it's like people make things harder than they need to be for some weird mm -hmm. reason and i'm like if you want to be out here trying to find something new all the time when are you gonna get to that point where you run out of new exactly like there's only a select few queer people on this planet and then mm -hmm. depending on what city you're in again we're not in atlanta <laughs> but <laughs> depending on what city you're in you have a uh a, a defined a a, a Define number of uh, a limited number. That's a better word. A limited number of people that you can engage with. So if you find somebody sexually attractive and you want to hook up with them, just do it. Like if you want to build on that and make it romantic, then just have that conversation. Like it's not that hard. We don't have to make these situations harder than they they actually are. Mm -hmm. Like people weird. People are weird. Oh, you're right. No, you ain't never lied about that. People do have some weird ways of doing things. And I think that's why I've been kind of just so detached lately, especially from social media apps. I just don't even engage with it. I don't even deal with it. Exactly. And I think, well, I found me a second regular and I'm happy about that. Oh, congratulations. I'm happy yes. to hear that. Yes. And this is a gamer. So now I have somebody strictly for sex oh. and now I have someone for gaming and sex. I am so mad at you. Oh, my God. I'm low-key mad because I always wanted to deal with a gamer. Oh, dang. I'm happy for you. Well, we're in, well, we're in this, uh, this. We're we're not too far away from each other. So, right. like, look, I, I don't mind sharing uh, info. So, if you want to, you know, find out. Y'all want to do a little thing thing every now and again, play some. Look, we group, mm -hmm. group play, y'all. Group play. Look, look. It said on the podcast. Let me stop. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my goodness! I'm so happy for you, dang! But like, even even finding this person was a lot harder than it needed to be because we actually communicated what? months ago, right? And oh. um, we didn't meet up. He just stopped responding and whatnot. And there was like, uh, I think it was last, yeah, last weekend. Uh, I was very horny. Uh, and I was like, mm, let me revisit this conversation. And it left off. Well, I didn't know who the person was. It was kind of like a new profile. Um, I was like, oh, we chatted before. Okay. And the last thing I asked him was like a broad question of like what, mm -hmm. what his interests are. And I was like, let's just start a whole new conversation. And from that conversation, learned that he likes the same games I like. Um, we both have the same systems and i'm like well what's up because um it's weird he uh was like he wanted to meet up and i was like well i thought he was talking about just to play video games or something right. like that and i'm like well the way my mood is set up i'm not looking to play video games i'm here for <laughs> that mofo like <laughs> whatever and right. then hit me with that but why can't we just do both and i was like motherfucker 
Not you <laughs> out here. Not you out here doing that. Right. Multitasking. <laughs> like, did you not know this is like a thing for me? Like you're doing mm-hmm. something. So that's how that started. But like, again, people do not have to make things harder than they need right. to. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Okay. I've been on this episode long enough, and this episode is probably longer than it needs to be, too. Uh, Fortis, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. I appreciate thank you, you so very much. Do you have any last words for the audience? Audience still continue to shine through even through the darkest times. Remember that y'all still are very vital to this earth. So all I got to do is focus on yourself. Don't think about sex all the time. It ain't always about sex. Mm. Just make yourself the most important thing on this earth because that's what God made, intended you to be. Just you express your very essence. Yes. Tambourine, 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 tambourine. Vibrate the tambourine. There we go. Yes. Y'all, better, y'all heard the tambourine, right? Y'all heard it? Okay, mm-hmm. cool. That was a word. Thank you so much for sharing that. Um, yes. Yes. Y'all are valued. Y'all are loved. Um, if y'all do need any resources in terms of like therapy, look in the show notes. Um, you've heard the little disclaimer at the beginning of the episode. They're available. The psychological resources are in the show notes for anyone who ever needs them. Um, on that note, thank you all so much for listening to the whole Liliquid podcast where we step out and speak on sexuality. Just in case no one else told you this today, you are beautiful, you are worthy of happiness and joy, you are enough and then some. You may not live up to the expectations of others, but that is okay. You are only required to walk in your own shoes. May each day you live lead you towards abundance. With that said, love you all and see you next episode. Bye! Have a good one. Thank you for listening to the Holiloquy Podcast, where we step out and speak on sexuality. You can subscribe to the podcast through your favorite podcasting app and find us on the web at www.holiloquy.com. That's www.h-e-a-u-x-l-i-l-o-q-u-y.com. Share the podcast with your friends and join the conversation.